0: 550 KTRS, thanks for joining Max on Movies for another year on the air. It is 2024, and you know what that means, dear listener. It means a time for the best and worst movies. These are always some of our most listened to shows. When you check all of the clicks and all of the, the views and all of the whatevers, uh, people love to hear us trash films and champion them as well. And throughout the year, especially the month of January, you think, what can I watch? You can use this show as a cheat sheet on what to watch and what to stay away from. <laughs> well, I am.
1: Now, hold on a second. Yeah, sure. There, I was going
0: to say, I'm Max Boise, your host uh, for Max on Movies. And that voice that you have not heard in quite a while it's on this while. show because we banned him for a short time. But you, the ban has been lifted. Prison
1: release is much That's better right. Now. That's right. And you're going to meet with your P.O. after mm-hmm. this. Carl, the intern, middleman. welcome back to Max on Movies. I am so happy to be here. I love doing these with you because we surprise each other. We don't tell each other what's going on, first of all. Yeah. And second of no, all, we
0: have no idea what we're going to
1: pick. And second of all, well, I know that Natalie Portman will be featured highly sure. in your thing. Of course. Uh, and second of all, I choose not to do the worst movies of the year. That's I right. do the ones that are the most disappointing to me, Absolutely. which on a lot of uh, looking at this list are on a lot of people's best of list. In fact, one of them is on every single best of list that I have seen so far.
0: So what we'll do for the next hour, we're going to start with the most disappointing films. Uh, Carl has a couple of honorable mentions and then his list, and I have my list as well, the top five. Then we'll take a break, and we'll come back and do our top ten best films. So, Carl, let's start it off with uh, honorable mentions from both of us on the most disappointing, a.k.a. worst films of last
1: year. Okay, let's start with Peter Pan and Wendy on Disney+. Yes, I agree. That is not good. Fair Play on Netflix. Okay. Scream 6 Mm. uh, and Ant-Man 3. Oh, God. And then I'm going to end my honorable mention with, or dishonorable mention, with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because of the way it ended. Interesting. Because of that stupid cliffhanger. And these are honorable mentions in the most, d- in disappointing. most disappointing. I was disappointing. I, and I even knew how Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was. I knew it was going to lead into the next one because they were originally going to call it part one.
0: Yeah. Which, and then But then they didn't. Yeah.
1: And so you go in there and you think, well, this is going to have an ending. And it's it's not just one cliffhanger, it's three cliffhangers. Famously,
0: Carl has an issue with The Empire Strikes Back for the same, same reason. There is no ending. There is
1: no ending to The Empire
0: ending. Strikes Back. My honorable mentions for the most disappointing films of last year are films that are definitely going to be on best-of lists for other people. And that would be, oh, let me think, Maestro. Mm.
1: Bradley uh, Cooper's Tour de Force.
0: Uh-huh. I liked The Stars Born a lot better. And Oppenheimer.
1: Hey, I'm going to mention that in a minute. Yeah, so
0: uh, those were the most disappointing to me as far as honorable mentions go.
1: Well, going back to one of my dishonorable mentions, Ant Man three Quantum. Oh, I'm sorry, it's yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, Wasp Quantum Mania, which is really Ant Man three. It turned me off the MCU so much I didn't watch the Marvels. Until last week. I think it turned everyone
0: off. To which the is unfair MCU. to the Marvels. Marvels is such a fun movie, and I had a blast with it, and I wish those release dates would have been flipped. I I have been obsessing over this, but I kind of think the DCEU, which just ended with Aquaman, that, that whole thing, if you look at those movies over the course of 13, or I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 10 years, and just shuffled around some release dates, I think people would have liked a lot of them a lot mm-hmm.
1: better. You could have done Batman v Superman. Much later, but much later, and they yeah. would have been. And, oh, that's fine. And
0: Wonder Woman and Shazam earlier. I mean, yeah. there's there's things you could have done. And I think about this now, like, well, if Oscar ever wants to watch those, if my kiddo goes, hey, what are these all about? I would I would put them in a different the order. machete
1: order. Yeah, I would have one of those
0: for the DCU. Okay, but let's talk so let's about start. Let's
1: go to number five. The, the
0: actual worst films or most disappointing we saw last year. Carl, you're number five.
1: Number five is uh, people love this movie for weird reasons. Poor things, which is. Emma Stone naked a lot. I mean, and here is why I don't care for it. People, like, but the story it's Frankenstein. It's sexually empowering. It's not the thing. It's and I know you have issue with it, but it's it, the book makes it much clearer that she is more of an adult, and the ending is changed from the book, which makes it more of a revenge story. Yeah, which I told you the ending, and you are like, I did not know that. Which would make the movie better. The way the stupid. I'm trying not to give away the ending of this movie, but I thought they were going to take Willem Dafoe's character and switch bodies. Not only did I also
0: think the same thing, but I was disappointed they didn't do that because instead of it becoming a revenge story, she gets to have that father figure back in her life. Why wouldn't you do that? If all of these crazy things were real, why wouldn't you do that? If you're going to change the ending, change it better. The book sounds so much more interesting. I have not read it or listened to it. I do think there are some positives about poor things, most notably Mark Ruffalo playing like a 1930s cad. cad. He's wonderful in it. I think and Remy's
1: good in it, too, in yes. a thankful,
0: thankless role. But it is a bad film all the way around. My number five worst film I saw last year is a film called Totally Killer, which seems right up my alley. It's a Back to the Future style slasher film. Yeah. And uh, it's got Kiernan Shipka in it. And I thought the script was really, really uh, poor and unintelligent and not funny. And I don't think Kiernan Shipka is a very likable lead in the movie. Uh, all of the uh, all the stabby stabby is pretty bloodless and all of the back to the future stuff. They talk about back to the future so much. It makes you think, well, let me just go watch that film. It was a really disappointing movie. Yeah, that's and I, why. And I thought it was going to be a fun kind of scream riff. And I like a lot of those scream rip offs. Like I know what you did last summer and Urban Legend. And I, I thought, oh, man, cool. Let's do more of those. It
1: is really bad. And I'm not ripping on very popular films because Poor Things is doing very well. And the probable winner for this year's Oscars is Oppenheimer. And that is my fourth mis- most disappointing well, film. Only you and I are going to have this. Well, here's worst. the thing. The first half hour, maybe for it, first of all, it's a very long movie. It does not need to be that long. There are fantastic performances in it. I loved Aaron Aaron Reich. I love him. in yeah, the, yeah. He's really good in that because yeah. he learns over the course of the three-hour-plus movie that Robert Downey Jr.'s character is an evil bastard. And you, knowing that inside politics kind of stuff, because Max and I have worked in mm-hmm. political radio, it's very interesting to know that other people can see the BS. But that's not – and that's a totally different it's movie. It's a totally
0: different movie than it, what, what Chris Nolan is. And
1: is But saying. the first 30 to 45 minutes is just – I couldn't. I didn't like it in the first 35. All the thing. Yes, I understand. It's allegory. And he's showing the boom. It's a spark of thing. But I get it. I I didn't need to see it for 45 minutes.
0: Let's talk about allegory. My number four worst film of last year is The Creator. This is a <laughs> science fiction movie with some really decent special effects and a story that absolutely is so convoluted it has no idea what it's trying to say it has no idea where it wants to go and the ending much like poor things doesn't make any sense there's a needless sacrifice and i don't know what what the point of the movie is i mean is it is it an allegory on ai is it talking about about human uh, frailty i don't know because it's so muddled and so even though it looks very nice it was such a
1: frustrating watch my number three most disappointing is another movie that people love that is almost four hours long, and we and I had this complaint a couple of years ago with The Irishman, but Marty's Killers of the Flower Moon. And I do love Lily Gladstone; she is fantastic, and this story needs to be told. Yes, but it is way too long. It needs editing. You don't. You yes, she he's stealing and ruining her diabetes medicine, but you don't need to see that four times. You can see it once and get it. You've are, you have already know that these are not good people. And once again, the performances are great. Edit, 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 edit.
0: My number three worst film is a movie that nobody's talking about and nobody saw and was completely buried. And I'm fine with that. It's a Robert Rodriguez joint. So that's why I, I watched it. It's called Hypnotic. And it's got Ben Affleck in it. Have you even heard of no. this? Right. And, I, and when I found it on a streaming service, I thought, wait, wait, when did this come out? Oh, yesterday. Oh, I better <laughs> watch this. And then after I watched it, I realized why it was unceremoniously dumped on a streaming service. I, I really like Robert Rod- Rodriguez. He's had this story uh, for a long time, and he finally got a chance to make it. And I'm my hat's off to him. I'm glad when you sit with a story, you're able to make it. Hypnotic is trying to be a riff on Memento. Right. It's like false memories and not knowing what's happening. Right. And uh, but Rodriguez doesn't really string together a story that makes a lot of sense or is very compelling. And Ben Affleck looks like he doesn't know what kind of movie he's in for half of the film. He's a cop trying to find his lost daughter. uh, But then William Finchner shows up and it's a very Agent Smith kind of performance. Uh, It's super bad and uh, maybe one of the worst things that Rodriguez has done. So let's just focus on Battle Angel 2.
1: OK, it's please do that. My second my my runner up for most disappointing is a movie I had high hopes, especially after the way Halloween started and then got progressively worse. You can't get worse than a kicking off point for a planned trilogy or exorcist believer. It is not good. Whatever they paid Ellen Bernstein, they did her so dirty in that movie what they do to her is just awful saying st louis been
0: open that she only did it for, for the money check she has been very open about that
1: ah uh, they they treated her character i mean if you're going to bring back chris mcneil have her do something don't just do what they do to her in that movie and i love uh, norbert leo butts st and he has a his role and the role of jennifer nettles from sugarland their arc is very interesting it's just that it's not It doesn't pay off, and it is not a good movie, and I can't believe they're going to make two more of them. Please don't.
0: My number two worst film of 2023 is a film that is cleaning up at the box office right now, a movie that I am gobsmacked that people are enjoying. Are you going
1: to say Wonka
0: Uh, is my number two worst film of last year? I think that uh, with this film, Timothy Chalamet proves that he cannot act. Or sing, or well, definitely not sing. And I'm willing to forgive that. I mean, Emma Watson couldn't really carry a tune in Beauty and the Beast, but I thought she was a great Belle. So I'm willing. I'm willing to look uh, past that. But Chalamet has no charisma. He has. Uh, he has nothing except his good looks, which I think he's really coasted on in a lot of his roles. I've never been impressed with him. Not in Call Me by Your Name. Not in Wonka. <laughs> not in Beautiful Boy. Well, I, I, Dune. Dune Part One. I don't think he's. Are you a looking good forward actor. to Dune Part no, Two? Not at all.
1: I am. I want it to end.
0: I'm just, well, there's a third one. There's Messiah. There was actually three. So Yeah, but the Dune story. Yeah. I think The original do, story. I think they're going to do Messiah. And then
1: they're going to do the prequel with the I witches? Gonna, well, no. well, I
0: don't know if they'll do Children of Dune. Anyway, Wonka, one of the worst things that I've seen, the songs are insipid, uh, the storyline is <laughs> weird, and Hugh Grant looks like he's hating his life, and I was hating my life watching him as, as he put a umpa wumpa. That's how he pronounces it, which is really weird. I hated Wonka very much. And that's sad for me because Paul King, he's the mastermind behind these two modern classics, Paddington. And uh, I love those Paddington films, but Wonka really bad.
1: My most disappointing film of the year is I really want to like Ari Aster. I really do. And yeah. for the second time, his film is my most disappointing movie of the year. Bo is afraid I, has, is unredeemable. I don't like anything about this movie. I so there is some Nathan Lane's actually pretty funny. Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan, their characters. Well, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Nah, sorry. She's not in She's not in it enough to make the movie worth it. And Joaquin Phoenix just looks like someone has hit him over the head and he's just <laughs> staggering around. And then the ending is dumb And then the fake deaths and the – it's just – a mess.
0: This is a lot of negativity, but don't worry, listeners, because we will have our best films. Well, we're positive. We're telling
1: you not to see these
0: movies. No, you should watch everything you want to watch. And then when you're halfway through Wonka or, or Bo is afraid, you can say, oh, man, Carl and Max were right. My worst film of last year is a film that is on Netflix right now. It is a family film. And I think that is why it made my number one of worst films, because this is a movie that encourages kids and families to watch it and it is such a slog and it is uh really kind of perverse in all kinds of strange ways it's called family switch oh ew. and if you like all of those uh body swapping movies like vice versa and uh freaky friday a freaky friday of course which has been remade a bunch uh there's a 18 whole, again 18 again there's a whole sub-genre of body Body swap movies movies. Uh, and they were very popular in the 80s and 90s and so i don't mind those and the the conceit behind this is actually pretty neat it's an entire family that gets Mm -hmm. switched so the baby gets switched with the dog insert your own jokes here uh the mom and the dad switch with the brother and sister jennifer garner has to do such embarrassing things in this movie, <laughs> and I and I, I applaud her for being a gamer and going along with it. But it is depressing to see her in this film. And Emma Myers from Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, she swaps the roommate with with, uh, with uh, yes, the uh, Wednesday's roommate. She switches with Garner, and it's just uh, the, the, it's a good idea that it is executed so poorly. And again, I think it's going to make some families uncomfortable. I I didn't expect so many
1: incest jokes. Well. Oh. Well, that's why it's on the worst list.
0: (laughs) That's Carl Middleman. I am Max Foise. The show is Max on Movies. You can go to KTRS.com slash Max on Movies to hear more. And as the show continues, our top 10 best films of 2023. Max on Movies. The Big 550 KTRS. Thanks for tuning in to Max on Movies. That's Carl Middleman. I'm Max Foise. And this is our best and worst show. Uh, our, <laughs> yes, it is. It's both of those things. No, I'm saying it's our, it's show, our most we, disappointing yes. show of the year. <laughs> and our best show of the year. Uh, let's talk about the best films that we saw last year, Carl. Let's start it off with you at number 10.
1: Well, let's start. I mean, I have, I have two honorable mentions. Oh, of course, yes.
0: Let's start with the honorable mentions.
1: Honorable mentions, Cocaine Bear and Taylor Swift, The Era's Tour. First of all, those two should never be seen together, and they are totally different audiences. Cocaine Bear was fun no matter what anyone says. It, it's just it's exactly what a movie called Cocaine Bear should be. And the production values on Taylor Swift, the era's tour are amazing. If you don't like Taylor Swift, I get it. If you don't like all of her songs, I get it. But the way the movie was filmed over the course of a couple nights in Los Angeles is a technical marvel. I thought it was really well done.
0: For my honorable mentions, I will give a shout out to Talk to Me, which is a terrifying and inventive horror film from Australia uh, with great performances yeah, and turn a really on great the ending. subtitles. Yes, you have to. Uh, I will also give an honorable mention to The Captivating Nimona, which is an animated film about chosen identity that's well worth your time. It was dumped by a couple of studios and Netflix picked it up. Poor Blue
1: Sky. I know.
0: I know. That's Anna a really Perna. Good Thank
1: you, Annapurna, for finishing that film.
0: And my final honorable mention is Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, which I thought was a wonderful concert film that really more than anything else is a time capsule capturing mm-hmm. her at her populist peak. And so that makes it really worthwhile.
1: My number 10 best film of the year was a film I did not have any high expectations for and was pleasantly surprised. Max and I call it Dad Hat, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> Honor Among Thieves. I was expecting garbage. There are so many Easter eggs. It's fu- They're having fun with the guys who wrote it played Dungeons and Dragons. In fact, they played it on the set of Freaks and Geeks because John Daly was one of those kids. Or John Francis Daly was one of those kids that did that, and you can tell that it was made with love. I hope they make a second one.
0: I really enjoyed the film as well. I'm not a D&D player, but I have heard other people talk about how the movie itself plays out like a campaign, and I think that's a really wonderful idea. And also, I love Jonathan. Just a great gag it's
1: in a that funny, movie. It, and they beat it to death. They do, and, it's, and I love it. And, and it's I love a great the callback.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, my number 10 is one of Carl's most disappointing films, <laughs> but I will point out it's at number 10 on my list for a reason, and it's not higher. And you know why it's not higher? The ending. I'm talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I thought was just as good as Into the spider Spider-Verse as far as being... Oh,
1: it's some parts
0: of it are better. A, a visual wonder, awe-inspiring animation, really great characters. All of those things are true. Emotional depth, and uh, I have revisited it since I've got a, a, a 4K copy And you still at home. want more. It, it really is an incredible film, but it's not higher on
1: my list because of that ending. The ending is just so... Ending! It's just it's a cliffhanger. Speaking of cliffhangers, uh, when the two men that started this franchise said, hey, let's go back to the uh, movies of old and make something like a swashbuckler, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny yeah, is yeah. a great rebound from yes. crystal skull. Yes, it is. And I don't I'm, know I'm why this is on your list. I, I don't know why it got so much hate. I don't know why it didn't do better. It was everything that an 80 year old Indiana Jones should be there. Oh, well, how can he's not doing all this? Stuff. No, he's 80. Give him a break. So I thought it was really well done. For everything that was done with it. The stunt work is fantastic. They don't have him. There are car chases rather than him running down the street because he can't run down the street. And the story is much better than Crystal yes. Skull. And the ending is very good. And the ending is fantastic. Yeah. So I I'm I hope they don't make another one because this is a great capper for the entire series. The
0: website that I write for, zeekfilm.org, they do a mid-year sort of round up hey what are the best films you've watched so far because usually those aren't on your top ten list because people are putting things in that that because the award
1: winners they put at the end of the year on purpose I
0: had Dial of Destiny on that top five because it was so much fun and so I'm really happy to hear that on your list my number nine is a film called Are You There God It's Me Margaret this book by Judy Bloom is beloved by generations of women, so it's a daunting task yeah. to make a movie about it. And when, before the movie came out, I was speaking to people here at work and people who grew up with that book. who Love that book
1: from 1907.
0: J- who just thought there's no way. There's no way they can do it. And and hats off to Kelly Freeman Craig, uh, who, uh, who directed this, and her cast, Abby Ryder Forston, Kathy Bates, and especially Rachel McAdams. They have made a movie that I think will be beloved by generations of women. I love this film.
1: My number eight film is a movie I didn't watch because of a movie I talked about in my most disappointing. I really liked the Marvels. Everything that you said about you know Wait, MCU's dead, 10? yeah. Oh, great. it's number eight because I loved it. How about it, the musical part? It well, not only I that, love it. It's not that. It, first of all, it's mercifully short. Yes. because it's only it's an really hour bad. thirty-five. I loved the fact that. I loved Miss Marvel, and I love the fact that they brought some of the things from Miss yeah, Marvel her family. In, in, well, and the different styles. I will say, in the last couple of years, the best part of whatever phase we're in right now, Ugh. whatever phase Five, we're in, right now, maybe? the first two episodes of Miss Marvel are better than anything in the entire phase, and that they continued that with the Marvels mm-hmm. is a testament to. Yes, they still know what they're doing. They might have lost a step or two. And yes, this is the thirty whatever fifth, thirty third, lower thirties movie that they can still do something consistently good, and it doesn't end with a CGI battle. Right, a lot of CGI in it. I like all the Flurkins. I thought that was really funny. That's so good. My wife wants a Flurkin. I thought the whole ending when they
0: how they (laughs) save people. It's great. (laughs) Yes, it's really great. I I also love this film, and I think that. Uh, it will be the most uh, talked about Marvel film in the next couple of years because people are going to rediscover it. Like you, people who didn't go to to, to the movies are going to go. Wait a minute, this is actually a really fun. Once, film.
1: Like okay, and this movie's not on our list, but Elemental did not got a whole lot of hate when it was in theaters, and then when they revisited it on Disney Plus, it got love. I think that's what's going to happen with the Marvels.
0: My number eight film is a film that not a lot of people are talking about, and I hope it gets rediscovered. It's called Dream Scenario, and this one stars Nicolas Cage, uh, really one of his finest recent... performances people loved him in pig last year and he mm. was very good in that that was in my top 10 he's also very good in this one he plays a school teacher who shows up in other people's dreams and so of course he is not in control of this no. and yet he is held responsible for this so people have called it maybe a treatise on uh on cancel culture i think it's a bit more than that but i thought it was a really wonderful idea for a film a kind of a nightmarish story that has a really pleasing ending.
1: So, dream scenario worth checking out. I'm glad you had me watch that movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's fun, right? My number seven movie is very twee. In fact, there's a lot of people... It's too twee. That's why I didn't like Asteroid City. I love the cast. I love the story. And it's very Wes Anderson. If you don't like Wes Anderson, skip it. (laughs) There you go. I like Wes Anderson. I do, too. I'm glad I saw it in a theater. My number seven is a film that... Film
0: Twitter seems to hate. And a lot of people, when they when they say this movie is awful, they think, well, you know, tell me that you've only watched vanilla movies. Tell me you've never watched anything that's transgressive. And that's why you think this one is so shocking. You know what? Film Twitter, calm down. I, I love seeing this film be so strange in parts because mainstream films usually shy away from that. And for me, writer-director Emerald Fennel is two for two, following up her excellent Promising Young Woman with Saltburn, which is just an audacious free fall into manipulation. And uh, I thought Rosamund Pike was just quietly hilarious in this film. I loved it. And I recently discovered that Fennel, and it might be Fennel actually, uh, but uh, but she wrote a script for a Zatanna movie
1: for the DCEU that they never did anything with. That would be cool. I would love to read that script. I like this movie. The ending, the last third of the movie is why it's not on my list because that is, it's a left turn that comes out of nowhere and is very unbelievable. But other than that, I I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad I saw it.
0: I will say that uh, Emerald has done the same thing in both of her films, where she overexplains things in Promising Young Woman and in Saltburn. Oh,
1: but that ending's so
0: great, and I, I I know that it works a bit. It better doesn't work. Prom- it does not it, work
1: as well as Saltburn. Right, but she does the same thing
0: again. I thought, yep. okay, well, now I'm picking up on her filmmaker stuff. But I I thought it was just really good.
1: Before we finish up this segment, my number six film is the opposite of my number four, most disappointing. Because if you talk about Oppenheimer, you have to talk about Barbie. I think Barbie's great. If if you don't like, if you like Oppenheimer better than Barbie, that's a, first of all, there's something that you like different about it. I'm not going to say that there's something wrong with you. No, it's just sure. the fact that I had a better time at Barbie. It depends on what order you saw them too, because. Oppenheim, some people saw Oppenheimer first and then right. saw Barbie and like, whew, So I need to do
0: it. So is Barbie your number six?
1: Barbie is my number six. Okay. Is Barbie your number six?
0: No, no. My number six is a film called Past Lives. And Past Lives is uh, the first film from writer-director Celine Song, and it's inspired by her actual life. She is a South Korean immigrant and she came to America and became a playwright. And it's so, an American
1: film right, with a lot of Korean in
0: it. Yeah, I think the dominant language in the film, if you're calling something a foreign language film, it would be Korean. However, this is an American film by an American. So it's confusing for some people. But Past Lives is a really great film because it is such a personal story. And yet, I found myself relating to it very much, and Mm -hmm. it it reminded me of that old quote that, like, the more more personal something is, the more universal it is. Because I saw myself in a lot of these characters, and I am not, Carl, a South Korean immigrant. You're not? But I thought Past Lives was a really great movie, and what an incredible debut from Celine Song. So I'll be looking forward to her next film. Those are some of Carl's best films, some of my favorite films from last year. We're going to take a break and do our top five, Carl. Let's do it. This is The Big 550 KTRS. (laughs) on Movies. The Big 550 KTRS. Thanks for tuning in to Max on Movies. You can go to KTRS.com slash Max on Movies for more. I am Max Boise. That's Carl, the intern middleman. And Carl, we're going to do our top five best films that we saw last year, but we're only going to do the top four. Then we're going to recap everything. Okay. And then we'll do our number one. Does I that, do, that I, sound good?
1: I, I like your plan. Okay. Well, thank you.
0: Uh, all right. Let's go with number five from Carl Middleman.
1: Stop being afraid of foreign films, everyone. And this movie actually has a lot of English in it, but... It takes place in France with German people, and it is really, well, it's a courtroom mystery, and one of the characters is blind. That is how the best way to describe this. It's called Anatomy of a Fall, and this gentleman dies. The only witness is a blind his blind son, and they accuse his wife of killing him. It is weird. It's that's a weird premise to begin, and then it gets. It just keeps getting better and better and better. And then there's a record. He's been recording her. He's suicidal. Mm-hmm. We, we. I don't want to say anything else about the movie because it surprised me the whole time.
0: We'll hear more about that one ah. later on. My top five is The Boy and the Heron. This is from Hayao uh, Miyazaki. This is his latest opus. Uh, It's about imagination, frustration, and loss. It's got beautiful animation. It's got a lot of dream logic, maybe the most thin actual narrative, but a lot of emotion in this movie. And it's really kind of about leaving one's life's work behind for future generations. So it's about his own mortality as well. It's just a a wonderful film. And for a man who's made— It's beautifully shot. Yeah. And for a guy that's made such great films since 1984, it's wonderful at this point in his career to do something that seems so— Defining, I think it's it's that thing that Tarantino and Scorsese are chasing right now, and I think he actually hit upon it.
1: Also, I think you should watch the dub. I my child okay. made me watch the sub. Yeah, I watched because the, sub as well. the American voice cast is supposedly, which I've not seen, is great. Mike Mark Hamill's in it, Dave Bautista in right. is, is in it, and I Christian think Bale, Christian Pattinson Bale. Yes. is the heroine. So yeah. I believe. You should probably see it in the dub
0: version. I mean, eventually I will. I I liked watching the subs first. You know, when I watched uh, My Neighbor Totoro, I watched Mm -hmm. the subs. But then I watched the dub because the Fanning sisters played the actual sisters. I thought that was really cool.
1: I saw Porco Russo. Oh, yeah. Once it was and, it was um uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah, yeah. I watched it first in subs and then immediately after with dubs because I wanted to hear how Michael Keaton yeah. did it after I saw the movie. I'm like, Oh, I wanna I wanna hear how Michael Keaton's doing this. Uh we talked earlier in your most disappointing about Ben Affleck. He directed a movie this year on Apple Plus, and it is a great film. It is a true life story. He plays the head of Nike, Phil Knight. We thank Phil Knight for other things like supporting his film that his son's doing, like studios. But in 1984, Nike bet on a young man named Michael Jordan, who had just won a NCAA championship. Pre-NBA. And Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who said, we're going to put all of our money on this kid right here. Because Converse and Adidas were the shoes. And if you, if you didn't realize that Air Jordans weren't a thing until pre-1984— That story, it's a fascinating story. And the soundtrack is, someone who graduated eighth grade in 1984, the soundtrack is perfect.
0: My number four might shock some listeners because it's a monster movie. And yes, I put a monster movie in my top five. And that's because this one is something special indeed. It is a foreign film from Japan. It's called Godzilla Minus One. And this is the most somber and serious Godzilla film since the very first one did in you 1954. Cry? I didn't cry, but I know people who did cry. I Our do pal too. Lynn Venhouse teared up. I think it is such a wonderful film. I've seen it twice on the big screen so far, and it is, uh, it is just a wonderful. You
1: care about the people, not care, just the monster. And that
0: is what sets this one apart. Because, yes, Godzilla has always been an allegory for war and for atomic bombs, but this one, you really care about the people overcoming wartime. Uh, And the monster himself is terrifying. And this is a problem that a lot of movies have had. Your monster, your boogeyman becomes a teddy bear. I'm looking at Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, even the alien. You have to
1: have some sympathy once you make more than one of these. Even
0: the alien xenomorph, you know, they're making children's books with them now. The design is not scary. They make Godzilla, who's celebrating 70 years in cinema, they make him terrifying again. That's incredible.
1: That's how it should be done. All right, Max, you mentioned my number three film already, but I'm going to mention Nimona again. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is based on, well, it started off as like a comic and then it became graphic novels. And how the story of how this film got even made and completed mm-hmm. is fantastic. It is. It's a great story. Uh, we've said, we People accuse us of being Disney shills. Disney is did this wrong and i'm glad that Annapurna finished it and i'm glad that netflix put it on there yeah. uh it's, it's a great film the story might be a little too woke for some people but i don't i don't care i think it's a great story you know why cuz it's these aren't real people it's a fantasy world mm-hmm. and so whatever
0: <laughs> i love Indy stevenson's work and i have that graphic novel and it's just it, it's just a beautiful film and i'm i'm very happy that it's on your top 10 list. My number three of the best films that I saw last year is something that you brought up a bit earlier. Ah. It's called Anatomy of a Fall. And at first you think this French murder mystery is going to be a did she or didn't she, but it turns into something much more complex because of the very smart screenplay, the incredible ensemble cast, including that French prosecutor. He's so great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, a blaring cover of fitessence p i m p yeah you wouldn't expect that I'm like is that
1: pimp and <laughs> it, it's like a Caribbean version and of it's it. and, and it's, it's so loud and it's so loud and it's <laughs> on for so long, so long. It made me want to kill somebody but it's it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this film and I think I watched it maybe because Lynn Vinhouse I'll yeah. mention her again she said you got to watch this thing I'm
1: so happy that she told us to watch it because it's in my top three it is is it is more surprising than you think and once again if you don't like reading. Ah, sorry. It's a foreign yeah, film. Then you're gonna miss out. Yeah. You mentioned my number two already because I can't stop thinking about past lives. Oh wow! When I watched it, I'm like, oh, that was really good. And then I thought about it again, and then I kept thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking about it because it's it's about chances missed, mm-hmm. and you think, and you go, what would I do if I had somebody in that situation? And they these these childhood. I mean, they weren't boyfriend girlfriend, but they meet every twelve years. They had a connection, and she's very happily married. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I, I, I feel better if I hated your husband." But they get along. Her husband's great, mm-hmm. and that was one of the best things about the movie. You, as he wrote, wrote a remember- book called Boner. <laughs> As an,
0: stupid. as an audience member, this isn't like a classic rom-com where you have the guy that you're rooting against. A to Hallmark people,
1: movie. Right. She should break up with him and it's, go with the guy that she it's knew in not that. You're like, I like all these people. Mm-hmm. And the very first scene where people are – another group of people are watching these three interact with each other, and they're trying to figure out what the dynamic is. And they can't figure it out, and then we can't figure it out either. And then at the end of the movie, you still don't – I. I'm still thinking about this movie as I sit here with you right now.
0: Really happy that's your number 2 because when I had it as my number 6, you didn't say much and I thought, "Oh, I wonder if Carl didn't like past lives."
1: Well, I didn't so want to give great. too
0: much no, away. No, that's sir. that's wonderful. All right, my number 2 and then we will we will recap everything. My number 2 best film that I saw last year is a movie that I think is number 1 for at least 3 members of our St. Louis Film Critics Association, but this is called May December. And this has Julian Moore, Charles Melton. I am Melton, shocked, sir. And Natalie Portman. I am
1: shocked that it's your number two. It's so far down your list. <laughs> but I will say I
0: there are other people in our group who've made it their number one. And it's my number two. I think it's Todd Haynes' best film. I did like his movie Velvet Goldmine. Uh, but other than Velvet Goldmine, I haven't been a huge champion of his work. I didn't really like Carol. Uh, I didn't really <laughs> like, you know, uh, but, but I, I love this film. I think it's great because it's it's a melodrama. It's at times over the top, but there are so many different ways to read every scene that I think this is a movie you could write a small book about, about, about the
1: different I motivations. Believe, I believe it was because, you know. This is based on a true story without being based on a true story.
0: Absolutely. Sonny Birch does an incredible job with her screenplay using Mary Kay Letourneau's story as a jumping off point to really examine our relationship with real life people and real life stories becoming tabloid fodder. And it's interesting now in the news, we're hearing some of these people talk about how they're upset they weren't consulted. That's kind of what the movie is about. No one's consulted. Yeah, that's kind of what the movie is about. I loved it. It's called May, December. I talk to my son every day. It's on Netflix now.
1: So, really quickly, my most disappointing films of the year were Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, which a lot of people... Though I just mentioned a lot of people's favorite movies. And then Exorcist Believer, which no one likes. And then Bo is Afraid, which is very polarizing. So, I'm okay with that. But I was disappointed by them. My favorite films of the year, Taylor Swift, Era's Tour, Cocaine Bear were my honorable mentions. Ten, Dungeons & Dragons, Honors Among Thieves... Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, The Marvels, Asteroid City, Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall, Air, Nomona, and Past Lives leads me to my number one. Max?
0: We have so many in common. It's fantastic. It's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, my uh, my worst films I saw last year were Totally Killer, The Creator, Hypnotic, Wonka, and Family Switch. My honorable mentions for best include Talk to Me, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, and Nomona, which is in your top ten. Uh, The best films that I saw last year were Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, Dream Scenario, Saltburn, Past Lives, The Boy and the Heron, Godzilla Minus One, Anatomy of a Fall, and May, December. And this brings us to our favorite films of last year. Carl, you go right ahead. In
1: 2016, a little movie came out called The Edge of Seventeen, and it was done by Kelly Freeman Craig. And it was in my top 10 that year, and I was looking forward to what she was going to do next. What she did next was meet with Judy Bloom and create the unfilmable movie that they said Judy Bloom said, nope, no one's going to do this right. She did it right with Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. This is not just a movie for girls. It's a movie for everyone. It's really well done. They have the spirit of the book. They have the time because it's the 70s, late 60s, early 70s. It is everything that the book is and more.
0: It's my number nine film. It's your number one. That's fantastic. Uh, My number one, I think, might have been your number six, and that is Barbie. Barbie. This is a film much like the Lego movie from a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect because how do you make a film about Barbie? How do you make a film about Legos? Well, they're kind of similar, and they both have Will Ferrell in them. (laughs) Uh, Greta Gerwig's scripts, she wrote it with Noah Bumbach, is a knockout. This obviously could have been a crass toy commercial, but it is some parts uh, of it are sure, but it's also a, a statement on masculinity, femininity, and uh, and it's so joyful and beautiful looking as, as well. I just was knocked out from beginning to end. And America Ferrera's speech, of course, mm-hmm. is uh, is is an, an, an all timer. Uh, this is a movie that had no right to be as good as. As it was, and my biggest surprise of the year. So you talked about how Are You There? Got It to Me, Margaret. It's not just a movie for girls. Barbie is not just a movie for girls. No, it's not. Because, Carl, we were all knuff. You
1: sometimes think about death.
0: (laughs) You guys ever think about dying? That is Carl, the intern middleman. I am Max Voise. That was our best and worst list of last year. And, you know, Carl, you haven't been here in a while, but I love that our lists have so much in common. Mm -hmm. It's great. And what we don't have, we also mostly liked. Yeah, I think so. I think they're the two very supportive lists.
1: I knew you were going to put. I thought you'd have May December first.
0: But they're now see, but huh. so <laughs> there's other people in our group who do have it as first, but they're not like giving the side eye. How come I'm giving the side eye? Oh,
1: I'm giving them the side eye.
0: I didn't even put it at number one. It's a great movie. Uh, go to KTRS.com dot com slash Maxon Movies to hear more. <laughs>